Yo, get with it. The stretchy boys are coming through. Taika and EDK and some non-regular music right now. And we go live in. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, it's July, baby. Yeah, it's uh, the eve of the independence anniversary celebration of, of our what? own country. Yes, yes, our man. Our real country. So I just want to say to everyone listening right now, and I know we have listeners from our real country, man. Yeah. Happy 4th of July Happy weekend. 4th of July. Uh, happy right? 4th of July, we'll come, man. We'll come home soon. Coming home soon, man. Coming home soon, Coming home soon man. Um, we, just, we, we, we just need to, you know, stay out here for a minute and yeah. do, the, do this missionary work. Yeah, coming out home. Out here doing the Lord's work, you know. Coming home to the real land of the free, man. And uh, what else? Land of the free and what? Uh, basically, like land of the free you and know? something like, is our country. We should know this thing. Yo, she, I don't know that shit. But land I've been out of the free. I, I want them now. I've been out here for too long. All I know is that rise with compassion. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's the problem. Say <laughs> compassion. Wait, it's not compassion. My nigga, compatriots, you fools. Yes, now you know. Arise the compatriots. It's not sweet. Arise the compassion. Nigerian call you be. Yes, now. Right, that's cool, man. What's up? What's up? What's up? Introductions. Welcome to the stretch cast. A new episode. Yep. A new week. Yep. Happy New Month, by the way. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yo. my name is Chika. My name is Osato EDK. What's going on, people? Yeah. Mm. Final week of normalcy here out here. <laughs> I know he said. I know he said don't say it. Come on, fam. I know he said don't say it. Uh, well, she's but I have change. to. She's, but you know the odd thing though. So she will change now. Maybe like you know, in less than a month, she will change again. So it's not like it's not like like. It's not like the family Hopefully. Thing. Hopefully. In less than a month, shit will change. You know what I'm saying? Back to, you know. But if you want to know. Can I, is there any point saying it here? Nah, nah, nah. Don't. No, don't, no, don't, let's, let's, don't fuck up the vibe. Don't fuck up the vibe. But if you, if you listen to me on the radio on Thursday, she probably tune in. Yeah. Just cause. Just cause. <laughs> yeah. From like 10 in the yeah. morning. Ah, yo, so um, a lot of a, a lot has gone down in the past week. Shouts yeah. to Jay Z for coming Ooh, through. Four forty four. You know, I was I did a quiz. I do this game box show on the radio yesterday, yeah. and I asked. I don't know. I, look, I know a lot of people are not into hip hop culture and shit, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think Jay Z has transcended just hip hop culture. Like, yeah, he's like you know. Yeah, kind of like Drake. Yeah, you just know? said that he didn't quite have that Drake moment in his, his youth. Career. Yeah, in his youth. Yeah. So anyway, um, so I was asking the guy, what's the name? I, simple question. What's the name of Jay Z's new album? This guy was like, man, pass. I gave him like two other questions. It was okay. And I went back to the Jay Z question. What is the name of Jay Z's new album? He didn't know. This is Saturday morning at seven, and the album dropped the previous day. So maybe he's not very cool with Twitter and shit. Mm-hmm. So then I said. The album is also like when you say 16 minutes to 5 on a digital clock, what would that be? It's like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. 5.45? I was like, no. <laughs> 15 that minutes. That would be 17.45, you punk asshole. Sounds like, man, yo, man, 4.44 and shit. But yeah, man, that album is absolutely revolutionary. Yo, yo, yo. yo. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not like... I'm the not like, thing about the album. I, I'm not like, let me just put it out here so yeah. nobody thinks that like, I'm an expert at this thing. I'm not like a consumer of hip-hop culture in box. I'm not going to tell you I'm a hip-hop head or anything, but I know a few of you, and I really enjoy hip-hop music. And because of that, I can consume Jay-Z and consume 444. I listen to tracks like the story of OJ, and especially Smile, and, you know, be comfortable, like some people I know. No, no, honestly, man, educate. And you you would... I, see, you shouldn't have brought this on a podcast, but hey, now you I have. I will bring on a podcast. Listen, I I'm not you. homophobic, Nobody. and I keep saying it on the podcast, and I'm a very, very Only on person. the podcast. Of the podcast, she's not as open-minded or as homophobic. And it's not even a homophobia thing. It's just, I get it, man. You just not, you just don't, you don't, you're not open-minded enough to accept that, that that's, you know, that's the world now. Are you cool with Esso? Esso, the rapper. Yeah. Esso has in Flick. Yeah, Flick, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know Flick now. Are you cool with him? Yeah, Flick Are you, you, co- you told Flick already? The... Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that's happening now. Why are you bring out the podcast? No, no, I, I, I just well, you, you told him. What did he say? No, I just like how far was good. I was like, what is it like there? I was like, mm. ah, it's nice. Are you coming? And I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, which one? And I'm like, I told him, and he's like, yeah. oh, cool, man. See you soon. Shit, I get, the, I get the chat from my BBM. Yeah, so you guys got to be really now, like guys. Shit, well, it's going to be boring out here for a minute. It, the all you guys trying to do is really simple. So it's like, oh, if you've seen the Dave Chappelle interview on the Breakfast Club, where Charlemagne asked me a question about. Yeah. Um, some ridiculous political correct question, and Dave Chappelle was talking, talking, talking. And the next thing he asked Angela Yee, 
some random ass question if she'd seen all eyes on me youtube pack movie mm-hmm. and everybody forgot about the very important question yeah. and it's like nice the way you got that one well, <laughs> but it's not happening my nigga let's talk 444 let's talk smile why are you homophobic <laughs> I trying to get out of a trying I, to get out I, of a question. Asking me about flick. Like when the fuck did you last week about flick almighty? When was the last time yeah. we talked about the nigga? Flick is my guy. He's my guy too, but it's like he out of the blue. And like even like two days ago we were Yanni, he's a cool guy. Flick is a rapper that we'll fuck with, so yeah. But uh, he does and probably a Jay-Z fan too, but that's yeah. not how many they do with this discussion, motherfucker. What do you think of the album in general though? Yeah, I I love I love it. I love the message, you know, like I love like where Jay-Z is at now in his life. His goals, right? though. It's his goals. Yeah, because he's gotten to the point where like, I can now lead by example. You know, like, all his life, all his life, he had always wanted to get to the point where people would look at him as one of the most iconic figures in hip-hop. And successful. And, not, and successful, too. And so now that he has gotten there, yeah. he has, you know, taken it upon himself to lead by example. Right, so what he wants people to do, he's already like he's living, he's living the reality that he wants people to, you know, live. And he's also trying to correct some of the things that you know he had done in the past that he's not very proud of. He's not exactly trying to, but what I like about him is that he's not denying that he was there. He's just saying, you know, giving the same situation again i would have done better i would have done this like like on the story of og where he talked about you know buying every v12 engine ah uh, buying expensive you know? cars a lot of these young kids are doing it now guess more money yeah. oh, let's so, buy and he's like car listen i wish i could have taken that back make better financial you know, decisions better when financial you are younger decisions. it's important yeah, yes. and 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 that's and, and that's you know that that really really hits home which right? is why i'm not spending my money buying any of these flashy fucking phones which is why it. and i know i know she gonna be mad when she hears this. Hey, she has a trick as friend, Hikmat. This, this is why I'm not definitely buying an iPhone. I'm sorry, Hikmat. It's I'm not as if it's not as if like, and it's not as if we cannot buy it, but like the opportunity cost of buying an iPhone is like there's no points no when point. you can get a cheap cheaper Samsung. Honestly, like there's, so, there's no points. Really. So sorry. I think it's cool though, cause you know we like because I've been here before. When you're in the bubble, you know you look at certain things as like. It's a status symbol. It's a status symbol, right? Using it is just, you know. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the price tag a lot these days before I think of how this shit makes me look. So. And we really want to get to the point where we have to, you know, buy things without looking at the price tag. But we're not there But yet. before you get there, you have to actually look, look at, at the price, price tag. tag. I make know, wise financial make wise, decisions. Because right? that's, yeah. I, I think that's how it goes, right? Yeah. You look at the price tag so that you get to the point where you don't have to look at the price tag anymore. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's a, it's a phase. And at this it stage is. of my life, I am definitely looking at price tag. I see a phone and the phone price is 150 grand. I'm passing. Like, good night. Like, I don't yeah. need you. No, like, because I don't earn enough to buy a Why? phone. Why? Worth a hundred. And the thing is, I'm not out here flexing for anybody. No, yeah. like and that's the message. Before, look, fam, a decent Samsung will get you some of the realest, coolest thirst traps out there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Good camera if you are with your girl or anything like that, or you know, a good screen to see these pictures in high res. You're fine. Mm-hmm. You're fine. Which is why I kind of you know really resonated with um, the whole thing. On okay, you know, let's talk about the album track by track, right? First mm. of them, kill, first track on it, kill Jay Z. Basically, you just right? you know, kill just the basically ego. kill the ego, kill right? The ego. Let's let let's no point. Let, let's have this discussion on the common ground, which is something that a lot of us can actually do, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like maybe in Nigeria we'll be able to do that too, right? Uh, no, we can't because um, when the whole we talked about it last week, the whole files thing about Yahoo, Yahoo. Lamde was on stage the other day and saying, man, yo, he was throwing support out for Nice and throwing support out for quote-unquote the hustle. Like, I don't blame him or anything, but if everybody just killed their ego and killed their status and actually got down to the business of this shit, that shit ain't right. You know? But hey, not everybody's at Jay-Z's level yet, so it's fine. You can't yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Second track is what? Uh, the story of OJ. Mm-hmm. Which, 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 by the way, which, which, by the way, just, you know, basically paints a picture of a person who is totally out of touch with reality did you ever see um the people versus oj the people yeah i, I saw that I, shit because right, yeah, was amazing there yeah but um see like it like chica said earlier like where jay-z is 
mentally is is just is is remarkable because you legit can have all the kind of money about eight hundred and ten million dollars that you have to your name and you will still not be there mentally. You know, you legit can have that much money and still be thinking of flexing and but you know the sort of the sort of depth that he had, you know, with house niggers, field niggers, juxtaposing. By the way, that Nina Simone sample was fire. Yeah, it was. Aye, yeah, God. For women, just in case uh, you're wondering. That, the song Jay-Z sampled um, has a similar story with what Jay-Z was talking about. So Nina Simone has a song called For Women, right? Yeah. And uh, she was talking about how like their lives are different based on their skin color and everything. But they were all black, though. They were all black, just though, different right? shades Just different of black. shades of black. Yeah. And um, Jay-Z... You know, sampled that song for women by Nina Simone on the story of OJ and basically talked about, you know, he went from complexion to societal status, right? So yeah. you might be like, you might be a butler. Now, butlers are seen like on a higher level of, you know, blackness than those who work out on the fields. Yeah, true that. I mean, if you're a house nigga, you're a house nigga. Hey, you watch Django? Samuel L. Jackson's character, you know. Exactly. You know so you, you also so. seen the birth of a nation, right? So I you see the way you haven't, see, yeah, you haven't seen that. I yeah, seen that. Na, I was na, just, I was just taking away. Yeah, Nat Turner, great. Yeah, great. You should totally see. So, like, this is the story, right? The guy grew up the story. with the master's yeah. friend, the master's son. Like, yeah. he could read. Mm-hmm. He was in the house. He was a house nigger, right? He was basically a house nigger, yeah, yeah. right? So the field hands respected him as the house nigger because he's so in the hierarchy of slaves. Right, he was like at the top of the food chain. Yeah. Right, so he's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're light skinned or dark skinned or if you are closer to the, if you're if you're in the corridors of power, or you are out in the field, you know, being a field, a foot soldier and everything. At the end of the day, to white people, you're to still, white people, you're, you're still, still a nigger. You're still a nigger, you're right? Still black, huh? And that's basically, but personally, you know, even though I cannot relate to that in terms of. Uh, in, in in terms of uh, societal classification, here in Nigeria, yeah, yeah, or racial classification, because mm. you know we're all black, and for me though, race never really held any like deep meaning for me, right? Mm. For me here in Nigeria, this whole story of OJ basically relates to you versus the government. That's how I want to see the the story of OJ as a Nigerian, and this is why I I would say that because at the end of the day. It's always the people versus the government here, right? So it doesn't matter if you're middle class or you're lower class. If you're not, if you're not in government, then you're not really at that point where you can see yourself as an elite. I don't really think that there are elites that are like, I don't think that there are real, real elites that are not in government in this country. It's, it's. I don't think so. It's 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 debatable. I don't. I, I, no, I, don't, I tell no, you why. See, no, when listen. I say when I say not in government, I'm not even saying like full ties. But are you, are you, do we really have a list that if you actually take away proximity to government yeah. and privileges? That come from proximity to government away. Mm-hmm. That they are still going to be elites. <clears throat> okay, so this this is this. Let me break it down. So this is this is why that is the case. So first of all, we've developed a system in the country whereby you depend on the government to succeed in the first place. So the government basically controls wealth in Nigeria, right? So um, I know it, it sounds arbitrary when I say the government controls wealth. What do you mean? They're private they're SMEs and everything. But in truth. The government really does control wealth. And this is not even looking at the last 19 years of democracy. It's more looking at what happened during the military era, right? So if you were in the military at the time and you're in the good graces of the bosses, like you've mentioned, you're proximity to power, then you're definitely going to ball, especially during Babangida's time. Babangida made a lot of millionaires, a lot yeah, of millionaires, a lot of both in the army and both civilians, right? So um, it's, it's hard to say that, I find it a bit touchy to say that, oh, because you've smelt government money, you're automatically like an, an elite. And which is which brings me back to the story of OJ. So the way I also look at it is there are people who have like established money. Like the Dantata. I think it's also a wealth thing. Like Dantata's them, the Dango to them, right? We're talking about I don't know if it was on the podcast or off the podcast. We we're just talking to some niggas. Like the picture that went viral about Dangote, Tedala on the Ziat. Yeah. Yeah. So like it could be a nouveau rich nigga, which a lot of these niggas are, right? But you still can't sit on that table. Which to me is what like the story of OJ is. So at the end of the day, you could be in the house with the white people, you could actually see the white people up close, but when it came time to eat at the dining table, 
you were not welcome. You had to be the butler who stood and waited on them. Right? So in terms of wealth and elitism in Nigeria, there is a class of people, not necessarily in government, may have benefited from government because in truth, you really can't get any business done without the government's help in Nigeria. Dango didn't make his millions without favorable government policies. Neither did uh, those who owns Globalcom again. Um, Adenuga and those guys, right? So, I mean, I get what you're trying to say. I'm just saying that it's a bit arbitrary to say proximity and so on. So, there are people who make their money with little help from the government, all right? And they are fucking rich. Like, they have, you know, dynasties of richness. It's like, it could be the richest person in Edo State, for example. But if the Oba is not fucking with you, people are not really fucking with you. This is, now, this is why, this, this is why I say that you know the story of the, you know like the story of virgin in the nigerian sense might be seen as the people versus the government here because like you said you need to you need to be in a certain you need to be aligned at a certain angle with the government to enjoy favors from them right mm -hmm. so what happens when even with your generational wealth because the thing about generational wealth is it gets to a point where it's an autopilot mm -hmm. right but you also want to be able to add more like you also want to be able to add more momentum you know create a higher velocity so that it keeps going like you want to pump in more so that even though, so that even though it's an autopilot the dividends keep increasing over the years as you know as it goes down the line right as it goes down the family line plus of course nobody's family line is a stick it's nobody's right, family line right. is, a, is a straight line right mm. so you have to make room for branches Right, so like, let it. You don't want. You're not going to keep your your, your family wealth in the family just by incest alone. Makes no sense, right? Mm -hmm. So you also want to make room for when you bring somebody in. Mm -hmm. Let at least let it be an offshoot, but still let it be traced back to this tree here. So even with that, you then understand that you have to keep it going, and to keep it going. You need to stay in the corridors of power. So Dangote, of course, came from an established wealth, mm. right? An established wealth line. But even then, he had to still align himself with those in power. So my question now is, would Dangote really still be Dangote if he never, you know, got favors from the government no, 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 and no. helped his business grow? Of course grow? not. Of course of not. Course not. Yeah. So now, here's what I'm saying. I think that until the people realize that it is a battle of us against them, the government should not reserve the right to make or man millionaires. Until the people realize that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you are, you know, you, you come from a generational line of wealth or you are a self-made millionaire. You know, or you are the f not self-made. Now you're like the first millionaire or the first wealthy person in your family, right? It shouldn't matter how you are, what your claim to wealth is. In fact, just you know, on a brother's on fine. a brother note, it shouldn't matter what your claim to wealth is, with or without the government, you should be fine. So this battle of a middle class and lower class, I can't fuck with you. Should end. Well, first things first. Just sorry, the military killed the middle class. There is no middle class in Nigeria now. If you're not thinking rich in Nigeria, there's no middle class in Nigeria now. There's no middle class in Nigeria. If you can afford to pay tickets to go abroad for holidays, you're rich. It's simple. There's no point. If you can't afford it, then you're poor. There's no middle in Nigeria anymore. It's not. Because um, I mean, the poverty level has risen. There was that graph that one UN body brought out. They reviewed like maybe 16 countries, maybe 25 years ago or so. They looked at their poverty level. Every country, 15 out of 16, no, I don't know, plus countries, had reduced their poverty rates. Only Nigerians yeah. had increased in the time. And this was the same time where certain policies were introduced across board in these countries to alleviate poverty. But in spite of, of poverty alleviation schemes, Nigeria's poverty level somehow rose. That is because, like you've mentioned, the wealthy keep the wealth among themselves. So one of the ways that maybe Dangote and his types will keep the money among themselves is, as you see in the news a lot, an Indimi will marry Ibabangida. You understand? So it still comes down to I'm trying to tie all of this no, in. No, I don't. I, feel, I don't quite have a problem with again. No, no, wait, I don't on, quite on, have a problem on, with Andy so, getting married to a fellow wealthy person. Hold on, first, so I'm trying to tie because it's almost like we're losing track of the message and story of OJ, which is basically poor people, poor people, 
rich people, rich people, even if as a poor person you want to aspire to them, like some poor people want to by being close to them, they still won't let you in the door, which is what the rich people generally do. They keep the word among themselves because they can't trust gold diggers. So it, it only makes sense. So that's the way I would see from Nigeria situation. But I just feel like generally everywhere, it's always a people versus government thing, especially in African quote-unquote I just, I just really want to see... What I'm, what I'm actually gunning for here, and stay with me, is a society where, when the, where the people then realize that we need to take control back. Like, we need to ask these people to be accountable again. We need to stop playing the... It is just me and me alone thing. It is not a one-person fight. So if one person makes it into the government, don't turn your back on those who were there with you. You know, like those who you were struggling with, which is something that we see a lot in our society, right? So a person is a civil rights activist. The moment he becomes an essay to the governor, all of a sudden... He looks back at his civil rights days like, what the fuck was I doing there? So you have to question that person's convictions from the, exactly. out, from the outset. Exactly. Yeah. So, so the person wasn't really a civil rights activist because there are civil rights activists who have been offered positions in government and they looked at the pros and cons of it and said, no, I'd rather stay on this side and fight you rather than eat with you. Because the moment I eat with eat you, with you, I can't fight you anymore when you make you. anything as, when you make unfavorable policies. And one of the ways, and one of the ways, and this is, this is, this is textbook stuff. One of the ways that the government will try to shut you up is to invite you to dinner. So if you reject that shit and you say, look, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. And then, look, I think at the end of the day, um, your aspiration for a society that's more just, a society that we can ask our leaders to be accountable, is fair enough. But is it tenable in 2017 Nigeria? I don't think so. And I don't think so is not a pessimistic worldview just because I'm, I just feel like saying it. I'm saying it because the education level, I think it's something we've touched on before on the podcast. Nigeria is not educated enough, sadly. And I don't mean necessarily formal education. We are simply not educated enough in the ways of the world and in the ways of how democracy operates to hold our leaders accountable. And our leaders, being smart motherfuckers, Take advantage of that every election cycle. I covered, I've covered two elections now as a journal. I covered the 2015 elections, um, the, the presidential elections, 2015. I covered the Edustic Governorship elections, which we know how that went, how it was right for money sharing. It's very simple. These politicians are smart people. There's a cycle here that exists. Impoverish the people for three out of your four years. Empower them last year when, they, when you need them to vote for you. And then it goes. There is no mechanism in between those four years that can help the people be accountable to them. What can make the mechanism better? Well, maybe the lawmakers. But who are the lawmakers? The same people who are trying to... Look, it's, it's a thing of, I'm poor now, my aspiration is to go and eat. We, for us to say I'm poor now, my aspiration is to build wealth, as opposed to going to join the other side so I can be wealthy, there needs to be a better education. That, that, that's where the problem... The problem is not even like people... Because it's almost like... We want society where people should just get up and rise and fight. But no, can't. that's not that's I, and I, I don't mean I don't, no, listen, and I don't mean fight like violence. Like, oh, no, oh, I don't okay, I don't mean okay. that way. I mean like go and take But I like the conversations that we're having now, you know, yeah. about restructuring the country because you have to understand that in the last twenty years, like we've never really had like people like serious attention being paid to okay, let's I think we should restructure the country. Right? Because I, personally I feel like if nothing is done to address all of this Thing that I've said in the past, especially with the whole people versus the government fight that might play out soon, was sitting on a keg of gunpowder. I agree, but you see, w the thing I have a problem with the conversation about restructuring again, it comes down to my concept about people not having the right education to know more. And I, okay, let me stop using the word education because people might think, oh, if you're not going to university, people don't know enough of how Nigeria presently works to seek for restructuring, which is why I fear that the people currently touting restructuring are playing on the base emotions of people which is what they're doing to fight a war. What they're talking about, what we, when, when, I, when I pass a newspaper stand or I hear random beer parlor conversations about restructuring, what I'm hearing is, let's break Nigeria physically. It is not possible. It is not going to work. I frankly think that every single part of Nigeria as is now, because of how long, it can't exist independently. Forget anything they tell you about, look, fam, the ties, that have been here for a hundred years, even though they were forced, and even though, quite frankly, as we've learned now, they're impractical, 
they are there. And there are some things that have strengthened those ties over time. You need to ask certain questions. Like what's happening between the Igbo and Hausa now? The Igbo and Hausa were always antagonistic against each other. Maniga, who did the NCNC team up with to, to form Habba Macaulay? These things have been there. It wasn't until the 66 school that people started to feel each other with. You understand? So there's a lot of digging that has to be done before we can have a conversation about restructuring. Because my fear is, when people talk about restructuring, what they're talking about is, let's break Nigeria into three. Outside people go your own way. Your help will go your own way. Your people go your own way. Everybody, caught it, everybody else caught in the middle. And there are people caught in the middle. Mm -hmm. All right? So what happens to those people? Who do we go with? If, we, if you are Edo, if you are BBO. So what if, um, for people in, quote unquote, I don't know if it's the correct term to use, because I heard some of them don't like being referred to as Delta Igbo. So maybe you are Delta Igbo. Now who do you follow? Do you follow your Salsa brothers? Or do you follow your Eastern brothers across the Niger? What do you do? You get my point. If you are in Asaba, do you shift over the Niger? Or do you, if you are in Worry, are you coming towards? So are you governing for self-actualization as well? So it's, it's a lot of conversations. Quite frankly, it's a lot of noise that's not making a lot of sense right now. That's why every time I hear about restructuring Nigeria, I, I just I just go for like, we're not ready. Because we are not addressing the, the, the things that we're seeing now are not the problems of Nigeria. They are symptoms of deep-seated problems that already exist that we are not willing to dig out for. And because the populace isn't, I will use the word educated again, because the populace doesn't know enough about it, the people in politics, the crafty politicians, take advantage of that and like they're doing now, play on people's base emotions to stir up revolutions against quote-unquote the government at the center for their benefits so if for example one part of the country is able to stir up enough of those emotions enough of that resentment to break out physically from the union that is nigeria right now and then stays on their own who is to say that when the people in who orchestrated that are now in power we're not going to have the same thing for crying out loud, there's a very simple example I can use for you. There's, a, there's an archbishop thing in one part of the East. I don't know if you know the place, right? Yeah. The person that they sent is a fucking Igbo man. But the people in that local community said because he's not from there, he can't be the archbishop of the place. Do you understand that it is not that we are focusing on the very minute details of this thing? This is not a Yoruba man coming to be... Just so you understand that this thing is beyond just make Igbo people go down, make Yoruba people go down. So, until we start having deeper conversations, I mean really in-depth conversations, instead of this superficial nonsense that I'm seeing in the papers and a lot of people are talking about now, then we're not going to get anywhere. We're going to... This conversation you're having now, eh? She, they've been talking resource control since 99. If we keep going this way, they'll talk resource control in 2022, 2020, whatever, and nothing will fucking change. More people will become poor. More people will take up arms against the government, like men, like Boko Haram. There will be senseless killings. People will die. But the Nigeria, as we know it, physically at least, will exist. And it will continue to exist for the benefit of the people who basically are the small elite. So, 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 so basically, if, 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 if you were to then like say, okay, how do the people sort of fight for wealth in an environment where it's like the government has decided to take it upon themselves to determine who becomes a millionaire and who doesn't. Mm -hmm. how, how would you, how would you advise to go about learn, this? Learn, learn your fucking history. That's the first step. Learn your fucking history. Where, why did the government gain so much power? Why does the government control a lot? You learn your history, know your things, and then, then you can start. Instead of, you can't just go to fight with the federal government straight. You understand? You see, eh? I think at every step, at every step, even in our families, is a microcosm of what's happening at the federal level. You know, we said this thing about SUGs. I was having this discussion on Twitter before. All right, that's basically to start from. People like SUGs who uh, appropriate millions. How many SUG presidents do you know did SUG one year and bought a car after? A lot. Fam, you are a student like me. You and I, we are students. Then I go into student politics. I become SUG president. And the following year, why you are still? Taking bus from main gates to her follow basement, I'm cruising in a Camry, in a million Araka. How? What did I earn? And I say a lot of them now after school, and it's like basic. You understand? Know so, back to basic. so that's where we need to. But you see, some of them after school, back to basic. You know what they're aspiring to do? They want to be in that circle, so they want to go for local government councillor, uh, from councillor to chairman. Chairman has a has of assembly. House of assembly get get an essay job, get a commissioner job. If not, aspire one day to be governor. If not, go to the house of assembly or the house of reps or the, or the senate and so on. So, we first of all need to demystify 
the fact that political patronage is the only way to make money in this country. Because as it is now, to most young people, if you're not a G-boy, go and be a hanger-on to a politician. If we don't demystify that, then we're not going anywhere. So first step, of course, is for people to get like some actual education about how the country works now. Then you know what the real problems are. And then you can focus on dismantling the instruments that the government has used to put us in the situation where we're in now. Those guys in government are not smart. Bukala Saraki is a British-trained medical doctor, for crying out loud. He's not stupid. So if you're here shouting in Ring Road about government oppression, how you're going to design, say, I think one of, the, one of the things that make politicians, make it easy for politicians to take advantage of us, because they sell this idea of they are not so smart to us and we buy it. So we're here, we see... Um, analysts on TV every day shouting and making noise, thinking that they are smarter than the politicians who are in power. They're not. Oshomole might not have a first degree or might not, but he's a wily bastard. Obasanjo is one of the smartest men ever. Took credit for stopping the war when he wasn't even there. When he even, even history doesn't know because people don't even know the history. Obasanjo lost his way when he was going to receive when he was going to receive the Biafran surrenders. He didn't even know the way. He was, he was a horrible commander in the theater of war. But that's not how history reminds it because these guys have succeeded in rewriting history and because we don't read and because we don't want to educate ourselves, nobody knows the true things. They've played on our intelligence and they'll continue to do so because we continue to allow them. So first things first, my man, more young people, if you want to take control of your country's destiny, fucking start reading and knowing your history and knowing the sort of instruments that these people have used to whitewash us and then use it against them. Until then, man, you and I will be bantering this banter on podcast forever. Then- All right, so uh, let's talk about the, the, the third track, mm-hmm. Smile. Yay! My favorite track. I'm joking. I'm joking. Favorite track because Chica and I were having this argument of the podcast about why he didn't play Smile on his radio show. And so I did. I said, <laughs> I said I didn't play Smile on the radio because <laughs> it's some it supports homosexuality. <laughs> sure and not up. only do I live in an environment that pretends to be conservative, oh, we also have <laughs> criminalized homosexuality. <laughs> So, why exactly do you think that it would be right for me? That's just a homophobia, man. No, it's not. See, see, this is the thing. Because I don't agree with what my society has decided to do with homosexuality, mm. doesn't mean that I cannot coexist and be civil about living with them. Mm-hmm. So, see this as me being civil. Mm. By not playing the music? Yes, because well, first of for, all, the larger, for the larger populace, right? Yeah. Homosexuality isn't accepted as a way of life, right? Yeah. Now, because I have decided to, you know, be liberal about my views with, uh, you know, regarding homosexuality, doesn't mean that I have to, you know, shove it down their face. Okay, good. Okay, good. I agree. But in context, because I think, let's not, let's put it in context of the song Smile. Which is, I mean, the, the part here where we read that's about homosexuality or anything is basically the part where Jay-Z reveals that his mom is a lesbian despite mm-hmm. having fa- um, mothered four kids, giving birth to four kids, and lived in the closet practically all her life. Now, of course, she lives in a society that has more favorable views uh, to homosexuality than Nigeria, for example, even though people still go up and shoot up gay nightclubs. So we know it's not just a Nigerian thing. There are people everywhere, the conservative Christians, evangelicals who don't buy homosexuality, they're still Bible-thumping Christians, I'll tell you otherwise. And that's okay. If it's your faith, if your faith doesn't support it, it's fine. You know, that's, that's what I like to say. So, again, my worldview is different from a lot of people's worldview. My only problem with it, I don't have a problem with what you just said, because it's, it's great, matter of fact, well, like, well done. I'm just saying, like, nothing about what you said stops you from playing the song where Jay-Z briefly raps about his mother's sexuality, reveals that she's a lesbian, right? And then goes on to talk about a bunch of other very important That's things. The thing. He says, I support you. You support his mom. Uh, yeah, exactly. You support so, his mom who so, happens see, so, to be gay. So, and then he goes on to say, to and then he goes on to say, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, it's his mom. And Jay-Z it, openly, Jay-Z has openly supported homosexuality. Only recently, don't forget, he used to be a black rapper yeah, he, in the hood, yes, yeah, and, yeah, and, he and even so till now, it still isn't cool to be gay in hip hop. Yes, we know what Frank Ocean has been through. Yes, we do. But so, this is what, okay, so this is what but this is. I'm this the, is I'm, how I'm this is why point this is why how that concerns okay, you so not playing how, the song so this on is the radio. How, so this is how this is how it happened for me, right? If I I could play Smile tomorrow or any other day, right? I could play because then. It would just be oh another song in passing. You get 
it would just be another song on the radio might stand out for a few because damn i like the melody on this and the message though away from but the see that but see this i was giving like a rundown of the songs on the album because you know i do my people a service here mm-hmm. right i see myself as a public servant in the private sector so title is not available in nigeria mm-hmm. and so a lot of people may never get to listen to this album because it was released exclusive um, exclusively on title but we got it but we got it okay yeah. now i felt okay my people may not even listen to this album now that they may eventually listen to it in the future when it is finally all around the place by you know some miracle god piracy and i didn't want to wait till then and you know it was like what everybody was talking about at the moment and i felt okay chica this would be a good opportunity to get a lot of people to listen to you especially people who love hip-hop or people who just want to hear new jay-z music mm-hmm. right just hear what the what the boss is about yeah so i said i would play eight songs of the album it's a 10 track album mm-hmm. so i said i'll play eight so what i was doing was i'll play a track and i'll talk about basically i'll just i had like i hosted like an unofficial listening session in air mm-hmm. right so i would play a track and i'll talk about the message behind the track right so when i got to smile and i talked about you know the whole jay-z's mom being gay jay-z being his support and, and everything and you talked about i reported it. about it i i now you have to understand that I, I was reporting yeah so you... just in the same calm down just in the same way as i would report that oh frank ocean you know finally got married to a gay lover mm-hmm. i am reporting right now playing the song Playing the song with that, see, okay, imagine if I, imagine how, put, let me put this in context for you. So you know how you can say, oh, there was, there, there was a war or the, like, there was an active shooter incident in so, 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 blah, 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 blah. And then this person went and shot up a lot of people because he was evil, right? And then playing a song by a person who says, oh, it's fucking okay to shoot a lot of people because they are of a certain tribe. Do you understand how there's a difference in t- in the two? It's slightly apples and oranges, See, man. I can slightly. say I can say that this person went there to shoot these particular people yeah. because they are of a certain tribe. Yeah. I am reporting what happened. Yeah. And then playing a song of a person who says, "Oh, you shoot the person because of that tribe." Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, slightly apples and oranges, bro. I'm, I'm not sure about that. How? Here's why. Um. <clears throat> so first of all, if you are reporting the news, it's okay to news any and for people who know. Yeah, news, newsy stuff and in journalism and stuff. You talk to use news actualities, right? Right? Mm-hmm. So you report a story, you read the story, and then you play a clip about the person giving more context to what your report, your written report says. That's basically what playing the song after what you did would have been. There's no crime there. For example, it could be Evans did this, did this. I mean, you listen to it all the time. People say, oh, people went to rob. Why did you rob? I robbed this person, I robbed this person. You, the person used his mouth to say it. You're not breaking any rules. You're not breaking any law. You're not, as a result of playing the song on the radio, breaking any code that says you're supporting homosexuality or you are shoving your liberal opinions about homosexuality on your listening public. That's why I don't follow this your this your yarns. That's the only difference. And I said it when we're off. That's the only difference I have. Like there is no point of you saying you did not play the song because you don't you don't want to say you were in support. More you basically already talked about the song and you ended up talking about a lot of other songs and playing the clips anyway there are songs about gang banging and how he used to jc has always shared these things about his life but these things hold on now hold on is it is it legal to do drugs in nigeria so what are we saying it's apples and oranges my nigga it's like like jc has justified why he had to do this thing in the past and he's look like the whole concept of what 444 is he's a grown man and it was was even one, one of the tries was he on 444 was he on kill jc where he admitted that even at 35 when he first met bay when 33. he was in, 33 he was instead he was met bay he wasn't even matured enough for a commitment but bay at 21 knew exactly what she wanted in life right so it was a lot he shared on the album sharing that his mom is gay and then going on to share about his other struggles in life and then having and of course he wouldn't have played the part where his mom talks about how hard it's been for her because not because you don't support it because because on the radio those are the sort of parts you don't put it's not part of the song but i just don't understand why you are saying now that you didn't play this song because you want to show support for homosexuality whereas moments earlier you had already talked about the song yeah because i was reporting dude yeah this thing you're just using semantics to kill this thing it's simple if you are reporting why didn't you play the news actuality 
Why? Why you no play him? Like I don't have an issue. I'm just trying to point out your hypocrisy here. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> it's not hypocrisy. It is because because you're saying same because there are tracks on there where Jay Z said, "Oh, yeah." I mean, he talked about a bunch of issues. Not a lot of those issues are very uh, looked right on in Nigeria. Maybe not as you know bad as people look at down at gay people or anything. But what's bad is bad either way, right? There's no small evil. Evil is evil, right? So if Jay Z has said some shit about having to go through shit to achieve a certain level of success, or how he used to squander money before and then discover, oh man, if you buy art now you can flip it for two to four, and it's giving you a million dollar worth of game for nine ninety nine subscription on Tidal and shit like that, it's just it's just sharing information with you. He's sharing his information with you. If he says you support his mom, that she's a lesbian now, do you think he's always actually supported his mom's lifestyle? He played mind tricks on himself to believe, oh, she had to be an actress, a thespian. She had to be doing something else. I don't want to believe that my mom likes women. He didn't want to believe it at first. But he's grown so he understands it. Again, his society allows him to do that. Maybe not here so much. But what I'm trying to say is, there is nothing that stops you from playing the song after explaining what it's about. That's what he's saying. He supports his mom. You're saying, like, supporting his mom equates instant support of... The sexuality doesn't define the woman. She's who she is, just cause, right? She's, she's, but this is this is where the problem is, right? She was, so, so he's supporting his mom, his mom first before supporting that. This is so supporting his mom because if he wasn't supporting his mom, if he wasn't support, if he wasn't support of his mom's sexuality, then there is no way he could have really you know supported the mom because as a child, he's intricately part of who she is. Okay, so maybe I was maybe I was playing it safe, right? Trying to stay. Yeah, yeah that's what you say. Because. Yeah. Because we I agree you have to understand that. Yeah, yeah, you have to understand that. This NBC fuckers are they are like some I don't know, crazy ass old niggas there. Who by the way I think should change so many things that are already in broadcasting the name. They eventually banned Same Love by Mark Lamar and Lewis. Yeah, Remember that? I don't so, know. I never got to let her. So the no, I saw the list. The list came out maybe after a year of the song of being out. So here's what happened with that. So I never played Same Love on the radio. I just want because I think we make, make, made that mistake when we discussed and you said, ah, we used to play Same Love on the radio. I played, he featured a woman, the, the, the chorus. Right, her name. yeah. What's her name again? Something Phoebe or so. Oh, okay, I've forgotten her name. So it was a singer. So that song was a standalone song on its own where she talked about her lover keeping her warm and stuff and it was pretty obvious if you read between the lines that, she was, that she's gay and stuff. Just like you were trying to clarify that, oh, there are songs by Sam Smith that we have played now that weren't overtly talking about his sexuality. If you can play those ones, say, hey, but not when they say. So, Macklemore Zone, in your case, which is why the NBC eventually banned it as it, because when the song came out, I think it was around the same time, maybe a year after, the National Assembly passed the law prohibiting homosexuality and criminalizing it and so on. So, NBC had to do that for the culture. Yeah? That happened. But the actual song that was sampled was not banned. That's why I could play that part. And I played it because it was a feel-good song. The song was actually EDM. It was actually poppy. There was an EDM remix to it that I liked, so I just played it. If you took anything to that, that's your business. I'm entertaining you. That's my job. I'm entertaining you. I'm informing you, but obviously I don't want to lead you the wrong way. I don't force my opinions on people, right? So I'm very liberal. On the podcast, I, we say like a lot of shit about our views on issues. I hardly share a lot of these things on there. I can hardly do so because of... NBC rules and how and so on and that bullshit, which is why I hate the radio a little bit. But that's the point. So I'm just saying, now you've admitted that you were playing it safe, I'm happy because all that whole shit about I don't want to, I don't want to be showing that to Libra or those bullshit, my nigga. Bullshit. I don't, well, fuck that. All right, let's, let's move on to track four, Family Feud, right? Mm. So this one's with I, mean, I don't have a lot of views on this one. This, this, one, this, one, this one has also generated like a lot of talks from. Mm from people basically because um, on this one Jay-Z was like nobody wins when the family feuds right and he also talked about uh, a lot of rappers you know acting like whatever they're doing is novelty whereas like somebody's, somebody's people, been, people been doing that shit before they've done this shit before you know and also talked about the OGs not wanting to you know rock with the new g's and let's not forget that there was a time in jay-z's career too that he was that guy that nobody wanted to fuck with in the rap world like people felt like jay-z was ruining the rap game everybody i feel i feel like and now he's now the one so i i think i feel like jay-z you know has has gotten a little bit of heat to understand what the new cats are going through i maybe so that has brought me to this question right yeah and when people are talking about you know new cats old cats right they're sort of like 
like a difference in the kind of rappers they're talking about, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So rappers like J. Cole, Kendrick. No, they're not they don't fall under that category. They, are, they, are, they don't fall under the categories of the new school yeah, rappers, right? At least to these people like I'm so just, yeah, I the get new it. school rappers that people are shitting on are like the future, sometimes mm. the Drake. Mm. The more Migos, more Migos, more Lil Yadi, Lil Yadi. More Lil Yadi, you know, like basically like the more the basically the one that people call ignorance skirt skirt rappers. But you know what? I, I've never hidden this, and I say it all the time. One of my favorite rappers right now is, is Louis Everts. Like people ask me why, it makes me feel good. First, let me tell you the truth. I'm not I'm not one of these people who are super woke about music. If if music doesn't, you see Kendrick Lamar's um, the album that King Kuta was on. What's it called again? To be a butterfly. Mm-hmm. I listened to it maybe once, twice. I never listened to it like as an album ever again. Why? It was not fucking enjoyable. No, it was. No, this guy. Guy, wait. Did you listen to this walls? That's, hey, listen. I have, I have favorites of the album. Hmm? But to listen, listen, if you want to enjoy like a body of work, listen to the album. So I got the message. I got that it was a woke album. I got the whole point of the all that. I got the point of the album. Trust me. But if I'm on a road trip from Benin to Asaba, for example, there's no way that thing, I'm traveling with that thing to and fro. It will bore me the fuck out. So one of the qualities I look forward to music is, is it enjoyable, fam? Right? Kendrick makes great music, eh? But when he pull everything together, especially to people, but I'm not talking about damn, damn, I love damn, right? But to people, Butterfly, hmm? was all the least enjoyable albums that I listened to in the year he dropped. I think that was 2015. Compared to, um, say, a Recross album, that makes me feel like in my Jalo Pika, I'm driving a Bentley. Yeah, like, how can you I, see? I'm so shook. Why? Why would you call to pay a butterfly? Because I, mean, I did not say it's not a good it album. Had, uh, it had Kitakunde. It had this world. It is not an enjoyable not? album to me. It's my music preference. I'm not trying to be woke for deep Twitter here. I'm being honest. It's not being woke. It's like actually having ears for feel good music. It's not. The, it and doesn't the, make you feel good like that. To pay a butterfly. To pay a butterfly. It's a very conscious this. album. While making you feel good. Not entirely. I know what I'm saying. That's me. Again, that's me. Maybe see, we clearly have different taste in music, and it's fine. You understand? But I'm out here, right? Vibing motherfucking hard to EXO tour life. All right? Give me a lose a red jam any day. Turn that shit up. I will lose my shit. I'm not even lying here. All right? Just want to shout, push me to the edge. All my friends are dead. Say it a million times. Doesn't make sense. This is mumble rapping, right? I can't even rap along. Sometimes it's good to have quotables, right? You have quotables on people's songs. Sometimes you don't need to. One of my favorite rap songs out of Africa right now, do you know? It's Tito Mboweni. But Casper in your vest. Tito Mboweni. I don't know a lot of the shit. All I want to hear, the first two are the lines I scream out loud. Young rich, young rich nigga, young rich nigga. Talk your shit. And every time he says, Tito Mboweni, sha, sha. I just want to sha, sha. Don't you have moments in your life when you just want to shasha? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, but there are times when you want to listen to Superman, the other song of the Tutu album as well, where he's giving props to his pops, right? So, I'm just saying that for a lot of, a lot of times when we shit on these new school rappers, it's unfair, all right? They are doing a service. They're not necessarily destroying hip-hop, all right? There are people like Millie Vanilli, Alright, hip hop has always had these characters. Every era of hip hop always has this, you know, these, these niggas that white people make money off. And it's fine. I'm just saying that it's fine. What I want to say. That's why I agree with Jay Z. What I want to say is this, right? And I don't, I don't disagree with you though. Mm. This is what I think, right? Yeah. You know how I think it was an American president who said that I'm studying math and physics and the sciences so that my kids can study arts and dance and literature mm-hmm. and my kids after my kids can study poetry and architecture and all of that right mm-hmm. that what basically what he's saying is i am going to do all the hard shit so that my children don't have to do the hard shit every parent's dream right yeah a lot of the rappers you know that people are trying to compare us to in the past were talking about you know, like the hard life, like the, the the police, you know, not treating a black man right, even though we still see that to you today. Very right? relevant. Still very relevant. Yeah. We still see that in today's life. Yeah. But we cannot also deny the fact that there are people who, I mean, then, then in the late 90s, mid 80s, there was no black man who did not know what it felt like to be racially profiled. Therefore. 
But this is 2017. There are still some people in America who still don't know what it feels like to be racially profiled. I go to the US right now. I, I'm going to feel that straight up though. So You get? Yeah. Like, there are people who don't... I, no, I'm not talking about you because, of course, you'll be visiting. Mm. I'm saying, like, people who were born in America... Black Americans. Who are black Americans who still don't... Like, they can't exactly plug into the reality of being racially profiled. They are OJ. They are just OJs. That's who they are. No, I'm, I'm not saying they are, they are choosing to be oblivious, you know. I think they I'm are. just saying, like, it has never... See, ah, of, no, very few listen, to, listen to this. There are, are, are black people who live in... Mm. Relax. There are black people who live in gated communities, right? Yeah. There are black people who live in really high-end communities. Yeah. They even... Fuck. Back, in, back when... Uh, uh, Will Smith was filming The Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. He was fucking living in Bel Air, which was a very high end suburb in California mm-hmm, at the time, mm-hmm. right? You think you think that was not a reality for some blacks? Now imagine the years after that. How many can, can you imagine? How many blacks are living in that community now? Because people, I'm just saying, there are people who are living in a bubble, right? Now over the years, a lot of black people have been able to struggle and struggle and strive for themselves. So that they can live in that place where they don't experience certain things. Like I'm trying to imagine how much of it's impossible. How, how much of chill I'm coming? Maybe see, they know it exists. Of course, they they are not stupid. Imagine Michael Jordan's kids. Hmm. Michael Jordan's kids, I'm pretty sure will enjoy a certain level of privilege in America. Just being Michael Jordan's kids, relax, brother, relax. And not because they don't know that there are things that happen in America that are wrong, right? But in their immediate environment, they don't get to see the laws because they've been shielded. They live suburb lives. They go to high-end places. They've always been shielded from the harsh realities of life. Osato, you know that so many things happen in Nigeria that are wrong. But somehow you've been shielded from these things. But you cannot say that they don't happen. But you don't experience this thing. Okay. Of course, you know that police officers accost young men driving fancy cars. That's happened to me. It had chill, bro. But when it happens to you, your experience, uh, your, 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 your handling needs was way different from how a lot of scenarios had gone down that you've been told. Right? Now, you handled it differently because you know better you you were able to stand your ground you were able to counter up you were able to counter whatever opinion was thrown at you right basically you have been armed well enough to shield yourself right is it really so shielding if, no so sorry if, sorry i'm just sorry sorry to cut you short is it really shielding when i still end up in a country and you do but manage to get out of it is it really shielding that's that's what i'm saying i think what you're driving out is obviously Oh, your parents set you up well enough, you live a certain kind of life, you are not going to go through day-to-day racism. But I still feel that if, for example, Michael Jordan's kids who have lived in suburbia, who are having fun with all their lives and are rich and can afford to fly private and everything, they will be in an environment. It could be somewhere, maybe they have to visit a country like Poland or where you have neo-Nazis or something, and then going to a supermarket that nobody really knows that they're Michael Jordan's kids, and somebody, the store clerk, might end up following them around the store just so that this black is. Because at the end of the day, that's who they are. I'm thinking, I, I get the point you're trying to make, but again, it's harder, it's harder for me to relate to what you're saying because I don't know what it's like to live in America. I've not been there. I can tell you all about what I've read in the news. I can tell you all about what I've heard. I, I know people who live there who experience it. I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, this country is too hard self. It's just to go to America and walk in McDonald's self. I don't mind. You're like, see, you, you go suffer. We don't go there. We don't come back. Because in America for 15 years, it's back to Nigeria. She happens. You understand? I'm just saying, though, that it's a bit too... Um, I don't want to use the word liberal. It's a bit too liberal to say that because people's people have ex, pe- black people have moved up in terms of wealth or in terms of class that they are then shielded from certain black experiences. I don't think that's entirely okay. accurate. So I'm not now that one. I'm, I'm not saying you know like they're like they've been shielded from black experiences. What I'm saying is people now know that there can be like an alternate black experience right and this is how i want to see it i want to see it as hip-hop having done a good job i want to see it as hip-hop being the father 
that had done the math, that had done the sciences, that had done the difficult subjects, so that our young ones can trap and be ignorant and, you know, basically do arts, poetry, basically do the seemingly not so difficult things anymore. Which are quite hard, anyway. Which are quite hard, poetry, yeah, of poetry, course, but, you know, it's like, they are not so hard, mm. right? I mean, compared to STEM, rocket science, STEM, STEM, STEM courses, I get it. You get it. Mm. So, I want to see it as, can the old cats be happy? You fought for black people getting bigger deals when they sign at labels. Black people are getting better deals now. You fought for, you know, global distribution deals. Black people are getting it now. You want black people to headline, to headline concerts. Black people are getting it now. Right? Mm -hmm. I feel like in years to come, we would have this same thing, this same revolution in the movie industry. Then you would have black people, you know, taking on roles that used to be historically for whites. Winning awards that used to be historically for whites. Right? We would still see that being mirrored in the movie industry. But for now, they are just... I mean, the biggest... The, the biggest... Top 10 biggest artists in American history have blacks and whites in the same... Like, probably even blacks are, 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 are outweighing the whites. Okay, so... Oh, so what I'm saying is this, right? I don't think the old cats should be mad. Mm. I don't think the KRS one, the Rakims, um, the, the the Mob Deep. I don't, I don't I don't think you know like the uh, a Tribe Called Quest, the Nas, the Jaysies, the Tupac or the Biggie if they were still alive. I don't think they should be mad at the young kids trapping out these days, because you have done something for them. You have given them a legacy. You have given them the freedom. They then decided that this is what we want to do with what you are giving us. So see it as you giving your child your inheritance. And your child said, okay, I'm just going to do this with my inheritance. At the end of the day, it still returns coming back. But you can't blame them for them feeling bad that you give your child your inheritance and it's fucking squandering it. Would you really say squandering? Okay, no, I just want... No, I'm, I'm, because I'm, these guys are making a profit no, too. No, listen, for who? Especially white people. Yeah. So back in the day, they made profit for white people too. Precisely Jay-Z's point of saying build businesses and support black businesses. Again, it's exactly very, it's, so okay, it's not on. going to be. So again, so hold, what on, I, hold, what on, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. So it's harder for me to actually be very passionate about this, honestly, because I am not black American. So I don't really understand the struggle. But I can relate a bit. So it's like this. I get your point. Um older cats don't be mad because you use a certain word that I wanted to throw in since. The older cats, Jay-Z, Diddy, they gangbanged so their kids wouldn't have to gangbang. They had to gangbang because it was their reality, right? So mm -hmm. they gangbang, got better lives, lived in better suburbs so their kids wouldn't have to go through the same shit like parents normally want to do. So they give, they give their, their kids, like you're mentioning now, a freedom, but not just any freedom, a freedom of choice, right? Mm -hmm. That's essentially what it is, mm -hmm. right? But then at the same time, would you give your child the freedom of choice only for the child to go back and start gangbanging because you are giving him the choice to do so? You would feel bad as a parent. So I'm not. So I get that they are hating. I don't support that they are hating because me, I love Lil Zivert and I love this ignorant music myself. I love it. I fucking vibe to it. But I'm just saying that I can completely understand what they are saying. But it behoves on, like what Jesus is trying to say. Look, cut yourself. Cut these ties to white corporations loose. You might need them for a minute to survive, but like Kanye West has sadly learned to them, hmm? you are still a nigger. Don't matter if you're a house nigger, don't matter if you're a field nigger, you're still a nigger. So my man, why don't you gather your own bread? Your own bread that's not tied to white money or that white money is not pushing in any way. When you're completely independent with your own bread, support your own kind of businesses, live your own lifestyle and nobody can tell you shit. I think basically that's what Jay-Z is trying to say to the younger kids. And the younger kids are not getting it. Instead, the younger kids, listen, the younger kids, a lot of these guys that you think are making money for everybody involved, they're taking advances from these white-owned record labels that they have to pay back. And what happens? A lot of them end up going broke. I'm not, okay. I really don't think that's, that, thing is in a, that thing is entirely for the young cats. Because, I mean... It's for everybody. Are they going I get it. Themselves? I think those things are it. entirely. I think those things are majorly for. See, I think this is how I want to see it. Yeah, 
don't hate on the young cats. And the truth is, these young guys can actually do great music, great conscious music. So profitable. If they knew that the black community will bankroll them, right? Not expect exorbitant returns from them, and everybody will still live decent, right? But they are getting advances from white men. These white men are throwing badass money at them, right? And they feel the pressure to, man, I have to return this shit back as quick as possible so I can be my own boss. So they decide to go ignorant and just go ape shit so that they can return the money on time. So that they can return the money on time and then live their own life. But sadly, a lot of them got, get caught up in the fast lane and then they lose track. And they never read the contract because the devil doesn't and give you anything for free. Where they are where, right to, back to where they are from, yeah. right? So... I feel like the the, the, the conversation and a lot of hip hop head, a lot of hip hop heads are getting this the wrong way, and I don't like it, right? And they have been very condescending about it. I listened to Lil Yadi's album, mm. and the few tracks I hate that, it though. The few like the the track Young, mm. there's a track Young that is actually very cool. But the album in total is shit. Isn't yeah, it? it is. Teenage Emotions, right? Yeah, it should. It yeah, should. it should. Yeah, it should. So, but there's an, there's a track there that I think is a very very stand. You know, standout track. It's called Young. I don't know. I don't know. Well, or something. Yeah, and I feel like if Liliadi can make this music, mm. then he can make several music like this. But because man, I'm Liliadi. I came to get down. You get? So, I feel like maybe if this, if there were more black money in this business, mm. right? Black people giving more to black people and saying do music that will resonate with the black people that will make us look good you're talking about black americans now because it, yeah black americans, i mean it's not it's really not our hustle this thing you're no it's not cool, okay. it's not our hustle cool, right cool. but i'm just saying it for the hip-hop heads who are quick to want yeah, to bash yeah, these guys I get it, I get it. right i get it but but more importantly for me though what does what does jay-z um what does jay-z's album or Jay-Z's rise to music royalty or the level he is, what lessons are there? Because I always like putting shit in context. What lessons are there for Nigeria? So, or uh, Nigerian music, or Nigerian Niger music, music or Nigerian hip-hop, because I'm not, yeah, first of all, I'm not even, I think we should probably have, we we'll probably have like Mofim on one of these podcasts talk hip-hop properly, yeah? Yeah, yeah, def definitely. So, um, this is what I think, maybe not, maybe, maybe like we'll have to even travel out to Lagos for that shit. Yeah, meet some, and like you know, talk, maybe people. talk to have Payback, everybody. yeah, yeah, talk to Payback and talk to these other guys on the podcast, yeah, like, yeah, 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 definitely true. should do true that, that. True that. So, but the, the lesson for me here is, Nigerian guys, we need to. It doesn't matter at this point whether you made your money from G or from kidnapping, mm. right? Clean don't up. Be, don't be stupid with the money. And clean up, clean up, my bag. Right? I know you want to be Robin Hood, right? But be a smart Robin Hood, basically. So Jay Z is using drug money. Could have ended up in jail for that shit, mm -hmm. right? But he didn't, right? So he's not going to throw all the money away because it was drug money. Now he decided to use it legit to help. So, you made your money from G. That's okay. But make sure you're cleaning your money back. And putting it back in the society and making good of someone else's life. You made your money from kidnapping. Okay. You don't want to kidnap anymore. Don't even kidnap anymore. Just make someone else's life good. Make someone else's life better. Is all I'm saying. The lesson from Jay-Z's album is, at the end of the day, we can all win this struggle. We can all win this struggle. Only if we remember to lift the person beneath us. That is, for me, the biggest lesson I'm taking away from Jesus' album. We can all win this struggle. Whether you're cheating on your wife and you're trying to make a <laughs> Whether you, are, you made bad money and you're trying to make a change. Whether you, used to, whether you used to live a very shitty lifestyle that you're not proud of. We can all win. In this life, <laughs> without necessarily putting down the next person. I say, say, and that's great. And I just say that Beyonce is just like the best woman in the world, honestly. Honestly speaking, just just is. I mean, for, yeah. for dealing with a scum like Jay Z, yeah, she's, she's amazing. Because I've been in that situation before. I've been in a situation where I was cut out. Yeah. And the girl that you told me, and the girl that you told me, one of stupid chat. The girl that you told me, like, I know this. All right, I know what you did. We're trying to build something here. If you ever do this shit again, mm -hmm. you know, 
So I get it. I Yo, get guys, it. listen, man. This, this podcast has been totally amazing, man. All Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, listen. So from next week, things ain't gonna be the same around here. But um, I'm not. It's not in my place to say. But I just want you to, you know, just prepare your mind. Like the podcast is exist though. The podcast is existing though. But we're going to make but it. It's going to be like a, on another dimension. Yeah, a bit more, but that's fine. Right. But that's that's good. That's, that's good, fine, man. Shout to you for all this. Yo, my nigga, see, man. God knows love, but love for you, man. All the best. Like we never know where she's going. No, no, no. I don't come stable. Got my love for you, man. I don't come stable. She never gonna change. I don't come stable. Check out more of the podcasts uh, on SoundCloud.com/slash the Stretchcast. If you want to check out all the episodes, maybe you go through everything on SoundCloud and you think I need some more this or more, some more of this. We have all the episodes of the Stretchcast on MixCloud.com forward slash the Stretchcast. We're on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere else that matters. We are the Stretch. NG. Okay, don't forget, follow me T-S-H-Y-K-A on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. Follow me on S-A-T-O-E-D-K everywhere All right, so else. We're back next week too, then keep stretching. Yes, sir.